All right, my friend, it's 2021, and I'm fairly certain that you want to have a much better year than the last. You want to have a happier life and business. Maybe you want to get unstuck. Maybe you want to cope better with change. Maybe you're really wanting to get into visioning your perfect life and just living in the power of positivity. What the heck does all that have to do with feng shui? Well, it turns out a heck of a lot. And that's what you're going to learn in this episode of the Untapped Podcast. Hi, I'm Natalie Sisson, an entrepreneur, best-selling author, speaker, host of this Untapped Podcast, and a lover of handstands and dogs. I've spent over a decade building successful businesses I love and teaching others to do the same. I want to help you tap into your unlimited potential and make the income and impact you desire simply by being you. In fact, I'm on a mission to help 1,000 women earn at least $10,000 a month and contribute at least 1% of their revenue to causes that they truly care about so that together we can create a ripple effect in this world. So if that sounds like you and you're on board to learn how to make the mindset shifts you need to have the business success you want and the lifestyle that you desire, then this is the podcast for you. My guest today is a dear friend, Patricia Lohan, and she's the creator of Feng Shui Mastery and author of The Happy Home, a guide to creating a happy, healthy, wealthy life. Patricia helps women make their home magnetic to money, luck, and blessings. And she shows you what they don't teach you in school, what lies between the lines, your top secret tool for success. She is a feng shui expert. She's been studying it since she was 16. She's a healer and a passionate female entrepreneur who shaped her dream life living in Bali with her husband. Patricia has a gift at making feng shui really simple and easy to understand, and she's helped thousands of people across the globe embrace it and create lasting change in their homes, lives, and businesses. In fact, some of the stories she shares in this interview are crazy. Even she didn't realize this could come true, and it baffles her sometimes the results that people get once they start implementing this. So I'd love you to keep an open mind as we go into this interview and really enjoy the positivity and huge amount of energy that Patricia brings, but also to start thinking about this for yourself as you head into this year, what changes you want to make and what could be right under your nose that with a simple decluttering or shift or move or paint or whatever it may be could make a huge profound difference in your life. Specifically, we talk about how to use feng shui to support your dreams and get you to your goals faster, how it relates to the law of attraction and why it might be the missing piece and how to create a happier life and business and make more money. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Untapped Podcast, Patricia Lohan. Thank you so much. Delighted to be here. I am so excited to have you on board because I think this is a topic that has just never been discussed in the Untapped Podcast before. And I think it probably is high time that it makes an entrance. But before we dive into everything about what we're going to talk about, how do you tap into your potential and get paid to be you? I tap into my potential and get paid to be me. By just following my passions and sharing what I love. So I am a feng shui expert and I found feng shui when I was 16. So I absolutely just share my sole passion for work that I adore. And I had a mantra when I put everything and moved to India before I went really into feng shui and this spiritual holistic world that I'm in now was I work at a job I truly enjoy doing, working, expressing my talents every day, working with people I love who love me getting really well paid for it. And I set that intention and that's what's happened. So through full power intention of wanting to tap into this. You definitely are one of those people who just sets intentions and goes for it. And for those listening, Patricia and I actually met at LaunchCon. Was it three years ago now? 
Oh my God, might three, have been. three years ago. It wow. might have been. And Denise Duffield Thomas mm-hmm. and all the wonderful people. And what I really love about you, Han, is that while you have this incredible insight and knowledge about feng shui and intuitive and all these incredible things, you fall into energy and healing, you just got a real aura around you. But you're also like a super smart, savvy business person and you get marketing and you've been in the online world for a long time and you've done all these incredible launches. And I just think it's really neat. I love meeting people who have such an array of skills and really lean into their talents and their superpowers to make the most of that. I mean, just before we hit record, you said you're not the details person, but you've got the vision for the business and you have the intentions and you pull the right people onto your team to help you and you've got your partner, Ken, working with you. And I just think, yeah, you're a perfect example of someone who just stays in your strengths and powers. And I think you know when you step away from that and you shouldn't be in those areas. So, yeah. So I'd actually love to maybe start by diving into that before we go off into all your amazing talents, because again, I think it's been a big journey for you. I think it's been a big journey for many of us, but you in particular have a really interesting story about when your business is growing quite quickly and it's all happening really well, which has happened for you because it's such an awesome area and topic that you speak to. And I think it's also quite unique. But just you've had some fun challenges and learning lessons from that. Do you want to share? <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, you know, when we started out with our business, I got into feng shui for me personally. Like I never set out to teach this topic. And we had moved to Bali and had decided I was going to do something online. And my husband thought that he was going to actually be able to get work as an engineer as well while he was there. And he didn't. <laughs> So then it was just like all all eyes on Patricia, like you better start generating some income. And I just started like sharing in this like Facebook group. Uh, I had created a group and I started sharing about feng shui. And then I was like, no, I think I'm going to do a basic course. So, and the first time we set out about sharing about feng shui, I had six people join my kind of like big beginners program. And it was amazing. I had no idea. I was like jumping for joy. Like, oh, it was amazing. Um, and like, then we just kept going. So it was like six people, then it was like 30 people, then it was 16, then it was 32. It kind of like kept like hopping like that to like a hundred people. Um, our program started getting like so much traction. And what was so fascinating was like, people are probably going like feng shui. So I teach feng shui and like, how do you do it online? And my issue of doing feng shui when I did it here in practice in Ireland, in person with people is that they wouldn't implement the result. So they didn't implement the results. Then they didn't get, they didn't implement the recommendations. Then they didn't get the results. So then they didn't, they kind of were like, oh, I invested in this feng shui. And even if I was kind of like, did you do it? Have you got, they kind of, I don't know, there was something that was like holding them back. And when we did it as part of a course and a community, everyone just rolled in and did it together. This community aspect was so huge. So then we got all these amazing results from our clients. We're like, I just like 10X my business. I just did this. I just met my soulmate. And I'm like, wow. So it just grew really quickly. Now we didn't have, as you can hear, like the start, like I was like, Trisha, we just need to make some money. <laughs> like, you know, share what you're doing. You love it. And I loved it. And um, so we grew so quickly and we were very soon doing like six figure launches and growing, like bringing people on our team and like not being able to kind of cope. And there was a few different things that happened in the journey. Number one, we create a personal report for everyone who joins our program. So it's not like, I like, here's your program, go watch the videos and that's it. And maybe ask me a question every now and again in the group. We have like a year long support in our community. And then they have to, like, they have to send me all their information. We look at their floor plans and their photos and everything and give them specific. 
So that is one aspect that we kind of got a bottleneck of like, there was only so many people that we could cope with. And we were like, okay, we need some help. So we took on some help to help us with that. But then it was still, there was still a tap a cap in terms of like emailing. So we built software to help us. And I had like a little block to it being able to not necessarily, we still do man, lots of manual aspects of it, getting all the information together. Mm-hmm. So we got custom software built, which was like a whole journey that I didn't know anything about and neither did my husband, but we were like trusting it. And that then changed our thing, our capability, because we didn't have as much admin stuff. We just had the information really, really easily succinct to us. So that was the kind of first hurdle that we came to. And then the next one was really we wanted to scale and transfer, like keep, so we have a problem with the numbers now. We definitely, we sorted that. And the next one was we were super successful, but we needed some specific like marketing help. And we hired someone who just, who just wasn't the right fit for our business. Um, And it was a really interesting journey because I thought felt like it was a soulmate connection in terms of like what they could bring to the table with us. But I had this whole, like, and and actually you said to me, like, or you said about me really being intuitive and knowing, my God, and I really felt this is the right thing. But also there was just something off, but I couldn't put my finger on it. And I was like, Mm -hmm. no, this person has all the school skills and the tools and everything. Like, I need to trust that. But inside me, my body was like, "Mm, there's something, there's something, but I wasn't listening. And I could feel, and I felt really tense and stressed during the time, Mm. but I was just like, no, 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 it's going to be okay. And actually it ended up being a total disaster. So our business (laughs) essentially stopped trading, which was like stopped launching for nearly six months, which meant we didn't make any enrollments, which meant we didn't generate any income, which meant that, and we spent a lot of time in the back end in our business. So changing systems, changing emails, sending tech stuff, all of these things. And I feel like I just gave my power away and just went, oh no, I feel trust this other person. And I didn't trust my own business and my own gut. And, you know, I actually did run a business in my late twenties that was like a six figure and actually multiple, it was like a seven figure business in my early twenties with my father. We had an incredible reputation and business and I did all that, but I just didn't trust. I just thought someone else knows better than me. And that was a huge lesson for me in that journey was actually, no, (laughs) you know, there, we can get advice from outside, but we have to really trust our gut and trust that we know what's best for our clients and for ourselves and for our business. And we can put people on pedestals. And I feel like that's something that I did that person put them on pedestal. I was like, okay, here you go. And kind of just like gave them all our money to do what they wanted um so we reigned back last that was 2019 so people are like how's 2020 for you we're like it's been the year ever because 2019 was like our covid and we started from scratch in 2020 and I would say that it's been the best year yet it's made us look back and it was so fast, the growth. And that was one of the big things. It just was the next and the bigger and more and more that we didn't have a chance to actually build really strong foundations. And mm. I know this is something that you definitely talk about in terms of systems, in terms of team, in terms of communication channels, in terms of the branding and who we want to serve and the messaging. You know, it was because it grew so quickly. We just, we needed this time to kind of catch up and kind of figure all that out this year. And we've done it and we've had an amazing year in terms of so many things in terms like just, it's, yeah, it's been amazing. We've launched our program several times, which has gone really well. We're back up to the levels that we were post our kind of blip of 2019. And we have a far, far, far more stronger 
tech team, a stronger team, more communication, and like a proper vision, like for what we're doing and why we're doing it. Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing. I love that because I think what it proves on so many counts is, as you said, that you need to stand for something. You need to stay strong in your own understanding and vision for your business. You know your Mm -hmm. audience well, you know your customers, you know your strengths. And for sure, bringing in the right people to help you is great, but not, as you said, delegating that power or giving it completely away. I also love how much you've sprung back from that. Like in many ways, you took the lessons, you didn't wallow in it. You you took another, not a risk, but you went back to what you had that was already great and you built on that. And this time you've probably built even stronger foundations because you've almost re-looked at everything and started from scratch. Totally. Like, yeah, yeah, totally. And it was so interesting. It was like a friend of ours looked at everything and And he was just like, the thing is, he goes, most people come to me with a problem with their, like that their course isn't working. He's like, you don't have that problem. Your program works. That is like the number one thing. Look at this. Like you have hundreds of testimonials. You have, this is a successful program. He's just like, that's like usually the bit, the issue. (laughs) Like now we just need to start the other side of it. So for that, like, you know, we, we still, we have that. And we have so such a strong community of women in our community who support it and who have had amazing results and want us to keep going and growing and expanding and cheer us on every time I do a launch. And it's just, it's amazing. So I feel like that has definitely made us, we've even kind of recognized that even more and appreciate like the people who are in our world mm-hmm. even more. It's just, yeah, it's just changed the whole dynamic. I love it. And I feel like I've watched you over the years since meeting you. And I feel like you've really honed in more and more on your key kind of aspect of how Feng Shui can help people, especially for women entrepreneurs and stepping into their power and their growth and making more money. Do you want to talk to that? Like when you first started learning about it and applying it to yourself, how much has that changed from what you teach now or has it not changed, but you've just defined it more? For sure. So I actually got my first books about Feng Shui when I was 16. Mm -hmm. I made my parents like hire a Feng Shui consultant, like (laughs) a few years later for their business. Like I knew deeply that this was something that was really profound and powerful. But when I first started applying feng shui, I kind of started doing it from the way that most people do. Like they get like a little book and they kind of Google it and they do a few things and they might get some few wins. And I actually did that and met my husband, met Ken. So I feng shui my house to my apartment (laughs) to find love. And I met Ken. And when I came here to this house, this is our house now that Ken had built. And I walked around, I was like, he's feng shui this, like the bedroom. I was like, he's definitely feng shui this. And it turns out Ken was also into feng shui in his twenties. So we both had like this synergy and I never forget sitting in this office with him together. And we both talked about, like, I was like, I'm going to dive deeper into feng shui. I just really want to do this. And, you know, the students ready, the teacher appears. And he was like, I want to do it too. <laughs> did it together and that was so interesting and it was not like as I said I had no intention of ever going off doing it I actually had a very busy healing practice like I was full on but I had friends um a mutual friend Denise Duffield Thomas who had an online business and freedom is one of my core values so I had like left that business with my dad gone to India came back, decided I wanted this freedom lifestyle, but set a business where everyone came to see me in person. <laughs> I was like, this is not a freedom lifestyle. <laughs> so there was this little niggle about online, but I never knew how it would like unfold. So when we got to do the training, myself and Ken came back 
And two things happened on this deeper level of what we work with our clients. Number one, I had moved in with Ken at that stage. And when I moved in, as I said, I had a busy practice in the city working with clients one-to-one. So I'd like to have a full calendar for a few days a week. And I arrived, I moved out here and I changed my practice venue location. And all of a sudden, kind of my clients dwindled off. And I was like, well, it's okay. Like I live in the countryside now, like maybe it's because I've changed venue. And I wasn't thinking too much about it. And we were in our most kind of like our training. And one of my teachers turned around and said, Ken, did you have financial difficulties last year? And me and Ken look, and I literally fell off the chair. And Ken was like, how did she know? And he <laughs> up his back. And basically, Ken had been working for six months for an engineering company that hadn't paid him. Oh. So he was, he nearly went bankrupt. He was a contractor. He nearly went bankrupt. And at that kind of, at the tail end of it, I moved in and all my clients kind of disappeared. And I was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't kind of connect it to the house. Um, but our house was going through an energetic phase where finances were really, really tough for mm. the year. And um, and that was our first like, wow, okay. So she's like, I bet you'd all sort it out in March. And Ken got the full six months pay in March. Wow. So he was like, it did actually all get sorted <laughs> in March. So we were a bit like, okay, that's mad. And then I start, we came back and we did all of our feng shui here. And like, I had been in Dublin cycling around on my bicycle, couldn't afford like, you know, a car. My dad offered to buy, I couldn't afford insurance for the car. So I was like, no, don't get me the car. So there was like, I had definitely had like financial stuff. Like I was doing fine, but it wasn't like, woo, money everywhere to get stuff. Um, we put, I did all my feng shui and um, I actually had a six figure windfall wow. unexpectedly. And it was like, what? And what both me and Cam were like, okay. And then everyone's like, what have you just done? Like I was going from cycling on a bike to a brand new car, living in a million dollar home. Like they were all like, what has happened to your life? And I was like, well, it's just that we, all we've done is the feng shui. That's the only change. And um, so that's what, like, like, give my, me some of that. <laughs> everyone was like, so yeah. And that was really yeah. it. They were like, help me. I want to see that. And then we decided to move to Bali and I started the online thing. And that was when for me, you know, I am an entrepreneur. I grew up in an entrepreneurial home. And you're asking about why I've narrowed into that place is because, mm. you know, I have seen and I actually can look back in years in my family's business and be like, oh, I really, I'd, I'd love to feng shui that building that their business then and see what was going on. Mm. And I know particularly one business that we worked in that that business was definitely very bad for money, no matter how hard you work, no matter what you did, you could sell your soul and be the best of the best. And still you wouldn't have anything left over at the end of the day. And that's really hard to witness. And then there was other businesses that they just had the money rolling in. And it was just, it was the different, I don't know, for me, from a feng shui perspective was that, and I think that's really what's called me to support women, especially now, like we're all working from home and we can do all these things. Like we're all taught. And I think, especially Natalie, you've been doing more of this, like as well, like we, we look at like our internal, like, have I done something wrong? Is it my money blocks? Uh, do I need to clear something? Do I need to release trauma? Like, is this what's holding me back? But actually that is part, that could be part of it. And I see like so many women doing that work, which is amazing. And I love it because I do that with my own clients and I've been doing it for years. But the other side is like your house is like the foundation. Mm-hmm. And if it's 
activating, like if it's not turned on, it basically can just hold you back and it becomes this tug, tug of war. And that's what I've seen for my clients. And it's been really easy for me to talk to female entrepreneurs because I am one mm-hmm. and be like, we're working at home. Like we want to make our houses like good for money, supportive to call in TV opportunities, book deals, like money, you know, and happy homes where we're productive and creative. So that's like how it kind of came about really. Mm, I love it yeah I love it and I also love that as you said you are a woman entrepreneur and so you can really really relate actually makes me think sitting around here in my office that I've been like upgrading all year because it was a bedroom and I was like well I need an office during lockdown and I love it now but I wonder also what I can do so I probably have to chat to you or take your course so let's talk about some of the results and stuff because I think for people listening first off what is feng shui and how can you use it to help without giving away all your goodness like what are just some of the the foundations that people can grasp today sure well feng shui is like a five thousand year old practice so people may be listening to this and be like oh feng shui natalie i thought this was a business thing and i'm like (laughs) bank of america disney merrill lynch um oh my god every whole foods across america are feng shui oh wow so let's just say this is not just for people who are kind of hippies um, most <laughs> corporations, I actually was just onto another consultant who's like worked with all of the British Airways, all the body shops, like they've all wow. been functioning. And these businesses see it from a perspective of like for, they're in business for the profit. Like obviously there's, that's it. So that's one aspect. Like it's a huge, huge part of really big businesses. Global corporations do use it as a practice. And what is it? So when you translate feng shui into English, it comes to good health and good harvest and it's ancient practice. So harvest is like the rewards we reap, the money, the abundance, like all of that. So that is one really what we see. We see this like healthy home, which then is good for relationships, career, business, and then finances, really. And that's what the whole idea of feng shui is. So when houses were built way back in ancient times, they were built very specifically in specific locations that were auspicious. Um, unfortunately, how does it not feel like that now? Um, so they came up with corrective measures with how to make your house be supportive energetically. And it's like, I think that sometimes it can feel like, mm, how, what is it? But for me, I like to call it acupuncture for your home. So you go to the acupuncturist and the acupuncture will look, look at you and be like, okay, I can get a general sense. So oftentimes when I can go to a house, I can get a general sense, but actually she needs to take the analysis or he needs to take the, the results, look at your tongue, at your eyes, talk at you. And that's what I have to do to a home. I have to get all the information to create the personal report. So it's based on the years built and the size of it and the shape of it. And there's lots of different complex things that we take into, into account when we're actually looking at a house to feng shui it. So when we start looking at it in terms of like you're asking about results, I'm going to just bring up Talmar because we know Talmar mutually. Yes. Um, Talmar hired me. She really wanted visibility in her business and more flow and abundance. Her house was bad for money and she wanted this visibility in her business. So we activated her career area and that's using the five elements. So just like Chinese medicine, fire, water, metal, earth. And it depends. Every house is unique. Um, but when we worked in Talmar's house, her career area needed fire element. So she got a purple quilt for her bedroom. So it's not like, I think that also some people think feng shui would knock your walls or tell you to move house. It's <laughs> not like that. It's more about like getting the energy elements correct. So she did that within 24 hours. God, I love this because she had actually just got like offered this amazing opportunity to be on a board that she really wanted to be on. So visibility in her business straight away, got some new clients. Her husband 
got a brand new contract for his building business. And her son won a $70,000 scholarship for his Japanese internship thing. His seven-year-old son, $70,000 within 24 hours. Like she's messaging me like, oh my God, Patricia, this has just happened. Like I've just this one thing. So like- How much is the quilt? (laughs) Best investment ever. Exactly, exactly. So like we have seen her go from that. And then it's this evolution because she wanted to improve her branding. We met when, when we were talking, she's like, I want to change my brand and blah, 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 blah. And she won a opportunity to be on a TV show, which completely rebranded her. So she got all her photos taken. She was on a whole YouTube show, on a whole, like, it was like a Netflix show, had her entire <laughs> business rebuilt. She got rebranded, everything. And had like like hundreds of thousands of people seeing her business being rebranded. And I was like, so awesome. Talmar, how's that visibility thing going? Yeah, <laughs> so, that's amazing. So like, it's just, I like, and that is just, I couldn't make this stuff up. And when we started with our feng shui thing, I was like, well, I had this win here and my business is growing and this, but it's being the biggest eye opener, seeing people really step into their potential. And I think that's one of the things that happens as we work with the houses, that they kind of like get more visible. So we've Tanya who helps people with in their business, so she's helping people make their houses greener, so more toxic free, and all of that. Like perfect connection with feng shui. Every time we do feng shui with her, she does something in her house. She gets on TV. She's like fourteen TV appearances in one year. She's like, I just do, and everyone's like, What the hell, Tanya, have you done? She's like, I just did the feng shui, Patricia. It's like she got became more visible, or they get more results. Like it's just for me, it's like they start doing more what they want, and then seeing more abundance, more clients, and yeah, it's magic. Like that's awesome. it. That's all I can only describe it. I love <laughs> um, the um, acupuncture for your home, and it, it is really fascinating because I'm a big one for energy. In our last house that we had, which I loved, we had actually a Maori priest come and bless it. And the minute mm. he walked in, he's like. This house don't need blessing. It's got great energy. But he still went and he walked the land and everything. And I yeah. I just really appreciated that. I always said I had a good energy. And our house that we're in now with the land and the property makes me so immensely happy. And I do think it's been designed well, though it'd be lovely to fly you to New Zealand and have you come through and do your thing. But it is really interesting because I've definitely stayed in places where you just like, huh, this place feels like stuck or there's low energy or it feels wrong or there's something blocked or you just don't get that same vibe. Um, and I'm sure that's like probably just me on my very basic level tuning into something. Totally. It would be really classic. Like, so totally. And this is the thing. It's like, it's one of these things that we like take for granted mm-hmm. that we have this resource like under our toes, over our head that can actually support us even more. And when we tap into that, and the other thing is, you know, I talked about like money and health, but it's like relationships. Like I've had loads of women whose husbands have got jobs as a relation, as a, have got like promotions or pay rises or great jobs, or their children are doing better. Or they're getting on better with their parents or they're, you know, they want to come home. Like, you know, this whole, it's just this transformation because feng shui taps into every part of your home, not just like, it's like every part of your home represents a different part of your life. So when you're looking at the different areas, and I think, you know, your life plan book, you know, you talk about the different aspects, like your relationship, like your, your travel, like what are your plans for your business, your personal development and growth. Feng Shui has an aspect, every single aspect of that. So that's what really, for me, is so beautiful is where we get to look at every aspect of our lives when we're starting to dive into the journey with it. Why do you think it works? Like, I get that it's 5,000 years old and people have been doing it for ages, but what do you actually think it is I know you said it's not some kind of magic but sometimes it feels like that yeah 
So for me, from my perspective of it, it's like, you know, when you're just like in nature, in like the perfect place in nature, and you just feel so alive and so vibrant and so good. And that sense of balance, like you're in just with the trees, you're by the sea and you're like, ah, like, I just want to feel like this every day. That's what we're bringing into the house. Like we're bringing your house into this place of equilibrium and balance. Mm. And when your house has that energetic balance, you get that balance. And then you're like tapped into your source and into you. And that's kind of how I understand it is like we're working with the elements. We're bringing nature into specific areas to bring that balance and harmony. And that then tips you into that next level of balance for you, for everything. So it's a yeah, it's a dance. Yeah, Yeah. that makes a lot more sense. Can you feng shui your car? I mean, I know people feng shui their offices as well. Is it or is it more really around the home, the place where you live and breathe and sleep and so you can feng shui everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> actually, originally it was like what they, there's like specific masters who actually feng shui or, or find auspicious grave sites. Mm-hmm. So it's like for burying your ancestors. <laughs> so like that you can bury, you can all feng shui your grave site. Um, but actually, yes, you can feng shui your home, your office. For me, I like starting with the home. And then mm-hmm. if you say, for example, if your office is in your home, then we would do like a microcosm of your home. But like if your fung- house is feng shui, so is your office going to be like it's it's yeah. integral to it there's other layers like for your office like for example for an office you know I've worked with like people just feng shui like tiny offices or big houses it doesn't really matter the size of your house or your building but for an office space there's one client that I just like always remember because it was like one of those ones that was like ah oh, because she we asked her the exact same question that we had been asked did you have financial difficulties this year because I could see on her numbers when I ran everything that I was like oh Chinese New Year there was a shift and finances got difficult and the Chinese New Year starts between the 4th and 5th of, of uh, February and she said I'll tell you the date and I was like huh 4th of February and I was like what like she lost her biggest client on the 4th of February. Uh-huh. And I was like, wow, okay. So that was a big financial thing. But we went into her office, herself and her husband were working together. And we walked into her office and they had like a big office space, but they had like obviously a dedicated office, the two of them. And her husband didn't feel as negative about the business, but he was sitting over in the back corner. It was back to the wall in a really good direction for him because there's specific ones for each one of us. And he was like, could see everything and he felt supported. He could share. And I was like, look at him happy over in the corner, not a bothering him. But when you open the door, literally the, the door opened and you, like it was right behind her. So you, everything came in the door and like landed on her shoulders, on her back, mm. on her lap. And she was up against this wall. And I was like, so does everything come in and just land on your shoulders unexpectedly? You can't see what's coming and you just feel totally overwhelmed. She burst out crying and she's like, how did you know? And I was like, well this is the way it's set up. Like he's not a bother because he's got all the good things going and you are literally like laden down with the stress of this business. And we actually, they actually, yeah, we shifted them around and it was just amazing to see the changes like with that simple thing, getting her in a better position in her desk. Like, so there's subtle things that you can do in many instances to improve the feng shui. But as I said, it's like, well, it's like an iceberg. So there's the tip Mm -hmm. of the iceberg, getting yourself in a good chair. With a nice yeah. back wall behind you, you can see the door. And um, just I, I'm set up like that here, and so was Ken upstairs in his office. Um, but again, we you just work with what you've got. So mm. if it's if you can't, for example, move where you are, but you have to have your back to the door, get a really good tall chair. Maybe put a small mirror on the desk. Like we tweak mm. little things for everybody to get them as supported as possible. 
That's cool. I'm thinking about where I am. So I have a, a limber desk, which is a completely portable standing desk. And you can put it right down to the bottom of the floor up to standing. So you can be sitting cross-legged and you can move it around 360. So I have a lot of flexibility in here. I was just thinking about hmm, door, everything. I can move it wherever I want, which is, and now I'm trying to think back on earlier this year, like when things were going super well, when things weren't, where was the desk? How did I have it? What view did I have? Very interesting. Now I'm curious. Okay, cool. That is awesome. I hope that people are listening are like just thinking about their space and where they are and maybe if they have stuff landing on their lap, like you said, or you know, like basically hitting them and they're getting all the onus, maybe it's just about shifting some things. Yes, for sure. For sure. So how does feng shui, I guess, relate to the law of attraction? I know this is also something that you're really big on. And is there any, I guess, link there or how do you feel it kind of works in with that? So what's so fascinating for me is that I really think that feng shui is like the missing piece of the jigsaw when it comes to manifesting mm. um, because we can have our vision boards up and we can have all of the things, the manifesting and the affirmations and all of that. But if it's not, if our house isn't supportive, it can make it just harder for those things to flow because we want that energy of flow in our lives. Um, for me, one of the things that was really fascinating is, you know, if we talk about like even just the vision boards, part of law of attraction, um, it's the, the artwork in our homes. So this came really, you know, organically. Like I just love this practice because it just teaches me so much every single day. Like all the time with clients, we're always evolving new things. But when I moved in here, we redecorated the master bedroom. And the master bedroom, it's actually not the best position for a bed, but like, I can't change it, you know? So this is one of the things that feng shui is, is like, you have to move it this way to that. Like, we can only work with what we've got. Like, so the bed goes in one place, it goes there. You're not doomed for life. Um, but our bed goes in a place, it's not ideal, but I, we work, work around it. But at the end of our bed, it happens to be our love and marriage area. And I was like, I want to get the most beautiful painting for the end of our bed. So I found it, found this picture that I just loved. And it reminded me of Ken and I's first date. I was like, that's really nice. You know, that's lovely. And so I bought it. I put it up on the wall. And a couple of weeks later, a friend came to visit. And she was like, oh, I was like, look at my new room. I've done it all up. And she looks at the painting and she's like, oh, that's so nice. Yeah, look at you and Ken. And there's Marley. And I was like, (gasps) I had not even seen it when I bought the picture. But the woman had a little dog on her lead and a lead. And within the time of me getting the picture and and hang, and her coming to visit, I just got a new dog that was identical <laughs> to the dog in the picture. Like scarily the same little curly tail and like white speckle on the top of it. Same little kind of black terrier. I was like, this is way too creepy. And that's what started to unfold for me working with my clients was that you know, as you said, I am like, I have a Mary Poppins bag of tools. So I've got my feng shui and that's like, do this. But then all of the other parts of just intention setting and looking at each part of everything that's in your house, is it aligned at where you're going and what you want to call in? Or is it just like a shrine to the past? Mm. So that started unfolding, like looking at artwork in people's homes and seeing things. Um, There's one lady, her office, like I looked at her office. I was like, God, I don't know what I'm going to say to her. Like, she's a great feng shui office, like great desk chair the whole thing I was like this is amazing Um, and then on her wall she had this big picture of a winter scene and first of all I'm like winter is not the ideal time for us to want to uh for growth you know because summer is harvest it's like when things grow and expand so winter is like death and it was like all snow and all the trees were empty and I was like oh not not great I was like winter isn't ideal I don't think for your summer like think of a field of bluebells like prosperity or field you know abundance for your art and she's like yeah yeah 
And I was like, tell me about it. And she goes, it was my ex-husband's. And I was like, oh, okay. So this is something that didn't work out. (laughs) Like it didn't work out and it's on your office wall. You know, so, you know, there's there's just all these little nuances Mm -hmm. that we've discovered in terms of what it is that you want. Like, and again, I just think of another woman's office that we were working on and um, she was a Tony Robbins coach. And in her office, she had all of her, she used to be a cordon bleu chef and she had all the cookery books. And I was like, where's all the personal development books? Where is like the Tony Robbins books? Where's all those? And she's like, oh, they're not here. She did have her back to the door. So we moved her around. I was like, the cookery books can go in the kitchen unless you want it to be part. Of, like her office was so dissipated of all different things and parts mm. of her life. And it wasn't focused on her business and mm. what she really wanted. I was like, get all the good books in front of you. Get yourself connected And she just messaged me like a few days later and she's like, I cannot believe the number of people who have called me in the last few days to become clients. It's just changed so quickly. And that was like her focus became so much more clearer in where she was working. Beautiful. Beautiful. I love it. I have just looking to my left, I have my entire vision board, my three-year life canvas, part of the life pilot right there on my wall, which I often look at when my desk is there. How important do you think that is for people versus a beautiful picture or something that like puts them in the right space of abundance or energy that they want? I think that it's it's up to you. I feel like you can totally manifest using a vision board. I have manifested crazy things like, I don't know, two diamond rings that are matching. Yeah, I saw that. Um, <laughs> you know, they're actually like pretty much nearly identical rings. They were both on my vision board. <laughs> on it's like not intentionally I couldn't pick which kind of ring I wanted for my engagement and then I got like two I was like thank you but I wasn't like it so the vision board thing does work for me and I love doing them I haven't got one right now I have one in kind of like a, a journal at the moment but it's up to you like I think that once you know and you've got clarity that's good so the artwork if it makes you feel good, like that's really important for me around your environment. Like people ask me about different things and what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And I will give my honest feedback for a piece of whatever it is in a house. But I'll also say it's your house, mm-hmm. you know? So, but then like tune in, does it make you feel good? That's important. So the vision board thing, if it makes you really good and happy to have it and have that as an anchor visual, go for it. Like definitely. I love them, but I'm not saying, oh my God, you have to have it to manifest what you want. You know, if it doesn't make you feel good doing it, it feels like a big job. Like it's probably not going to be that effective. Yeah, totally. I love it. And so in terms of just creating a happier life and business, and especially with what we've been through this year, what are some of the things that you've really, really found in working with your clients and the work that you do that do make a difference? Any tips that you can share with the listeners? Just going forward that have really, really made a difference, especially when you're feeling like you're stuck or you're coping with a lot of change, which everybody has had to cope with this year. I personally love change, but for some people, it's the most unsettling thing. So just any Patricia wisdom that that could really help people. So one of the things this year that I've just really wanted people to kind of tap into and realize is that to focus on what's within our span of control. So like what's in our span of control is like our mindset, our bodies and our home. The world is nuts outside. <laughs> like It's nuts. <laughs> so like turn off the TV and start to look around your environment that you are in and make it as feeling as good as you possibly can. 
Um, so that then in turn results to kind of just opening your eyes differently. Like if anything from listening to me today is just, first of all, just be really appreciative that you have a beautiful building, home, office, space that you are in. Oftentimes it's like there's like can be weird relationships with your home. Like I love saying like, treat your home like a person. Like, would you give gratitude mm-hmm. for it? Would you like clean the windows? Like I love telling people they will clean their windows, like depending on what time of the year it is, but like they're the eyes to where you're going, what you can see mm-hmm. coming to you. And then as you move around your house, just look at like the little friction points that could be there. Like, and this is for me, it's like anywhere there's like a little friction point. It can be just like, it can be depleting of your energy as well. So whether it's like a door rubbing, and that means like, that can be like that kind of sense of struggle. Same with the front door, um, making that entrance like really welcoming and joyful. Like when you come up to your front door, you want to feel good, like clean the front door, you know, wash away all the past, get a nice welcome map that says like happy or welcome, you know, not like beware of the kids or (laughs) welcome to the madhouse. Like seriously, like be mindful of like, you know, what's on your walls. What's around you? Because for me, you know, people are like, oh, Patricia, you're going to be interior design advice. I'm like, no, I am not an interior designer at all. That's like asking, I don't know, an acupuncturist to give you fashion advice. Mm. You know, it's not me. Um, but <laughs> what I would say is that as long as it makes you feel good and that there's friction things around your house, just have a look at them and be like, do mm. I really want this? Just can I clear it? And that will help make things smoother. And the other thing, just in terms of, you know, open the windows, open the front door, bring fresh air in. Like the front door is where the energy comes in. It's how your house gets fed. It's how you, your home is breathing that fresh air in. So even mm. if you're not using your front door often, just you open it up call in positive energy, make it easy to get in and, you know, just bring some joy and sparkle into your house. I think that's just one thing is like anything that doesn't have that sense of joy and sparkle, like let it go, you know, and I'm just sitting here because this is so like, I always bring my own office and I love that I have here, but just recently I was back here working here and I just was like, I need a rug. And I just got like the fuzziest, furriest rug under my feet here. And it makes me so freaking happy. Every time I go here, I'm like, oh, I love this rug. So like, I don't mind sitting here and working. My feet don't get cold. Just like, what are the little touches you can bring around your environment that makes it feel good? You know, so that's what I would say. I love that. I also love that you talked about the front door because literally two days ago, I don't know if you've seen it at the time of this recording, I painted our front door teal blue, which is my favorite color in the world. And it looks amazing and it looks sharp, but also peaceful and welcoming. And it's like the feature point in the house now. You can see it down the corridor, which is just all windows. And it just makes me happy. And I think it's way more inviting. So I love when you were saying that because it was one of those things that was just sitting there and I was like, right, it's time. And it's made a huge difference. Like, Yeah, and it changes your whole perspective. Like as you come in, you're like, oh, like it feels so good. And, you know, some people would say to me like, oh, what's the right color to paint my front door? And I'm like, there is specific ones that are like custom to your house when I do your personal report. But if I don't, can I do that? I'm like, just pick your favorite color. Pick your favorite one that's going to bring you joy. Yeah, it does. Yay. I love this. I love this so much. I hope this helps people in the new year as we roll into 2021 to just take a look at their environment, set themselves up for success and happiness and joy and remove anything that doesn't spark that joy and just really, really think more about, you know, all the opportunities that you have right there within your own home to be grateful or to make it even more beautiful and a place where you feel you want to be, to love, to work, to laugh, to cook, all those things. 
Thank yeah. you so much, Han. Where is the best place for people to find out more about you, learn more about Feng Shui and get a little bit more Patricia love in their life? Yeah, for sure. Well, I'm at patricialovan.com and that's where I have a guide where you can learn how to feng shui your office and to get started with your home office or wherever you work. And even if you're working at the kitchen table, you can still feng shui it. So patricialohan.com or you can find me on Instagram at Lohan Patricia. I'm always sharing little feng shui tips and insights there. But yeah, I would love for you to just message me, tell me your aha moments, um, share what you've been doing. Yeah. Come and tell me your family of Natalie's podcast. Yes, please um, do. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Han. Thank you. So I really hope you enjoyed this episode of the Untapped Podcast with Patricia. Do shout out to us both on Instagram at Natalie Sisson and at Lohan Patricia. Let us know if you enjoyed this episode. I think it was awesome. I learned a lot and I have already made some changes in my office just from talking to Patricia, let alone grabbing her free guide. So don't forget to do that at patricialohan.com. Of course, you can find this episode and all others over at nataliesisson.com forward slash podcast. You can find us on any of your great podcast players, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, you name it. We are everywhere and we would love for you to take a little moment as we are here in 2021 to rate and review this podcast. It makes a huge difference. And I personally want to grow this podcast, reach thousands more people this year. That starts with you just leaving your own opinion of your thoughts on the Untapped podcast. Until then, have an amazing, amazing start to 2021. Be happy, be healthy, and most importantly, tap into your potential. <laughs>